For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Cavaliers right now, one of the hottest teams in the NBA to start the season. They're 3-1. The team they play tonight, also 3-1. The Boston Celtics. The team they play Sunday, also 3-1. The New York Knicks. So we're going to talk some Cavs basketball right now. Get a preview of that big home game Sunday at 6 o'clock with the Knicks by going to the hotline. And we bring in sports anchor from PIX11 in New York. He's also a host on the Better Sports Network. Mark Malusius joins us right now. Mark, how are you today? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Hey, we're good. Thanks for making time for us, Mark. And we wanted to get you on not only to preview that Sunday matchup with the Cavaliers and the Knicks, but also what's been the reaction in New York thinking that, hey, Donovan Mitchell, his dad works there for the Mets. He's coming to the Big Apple. We're going to make a trade for him and get him. And not only do they not get him, he ends up going to Cleveland in a trade. How did that uh, uh, sit, sit with the fans, I guess, is the best way to ask the question. Yeah, not well. I mean, not well. I, I think in, I think Donovan, when he, he got introduced in Cleveland uh, after that trade went down with the Utah Jazz, even admitted that um, he thought he was going to end up with the Knicks. I, you know, I think and I grew up a long time Knicks fan, and you know, been around the team. I think everyone thought it was a fait accompli that you know, at some point in time this off season, that Mitchell was going to be a, a New York Knick, and it didn't happen. So it was disappointing, um, you know, because. The Knicks have, have been star chasing for, for a while here. Uh, you know, looking for guys, whether it be in free agency, whether it be a, a turn. And they always seem to short. And, you know, when they make the trade on draft night and, and acquire picks in the future and they've got a cavalcade of them over the course of, you know, the next seven drafts, you say to yourself, all right, well, you're, you're, you know, accruing all these assets to go out and, and make a big play for a team, for a, for an organization to try and put them over the top and make them a legit contender. So, you know, to answer the first part, you know, as far as the Mitchell search um, and losing out on them, you know, I thought it was disappointing. I thought, you know, clearly, I mean, you look at the Cavaliers, they're, they're an unbelievably talented young team. You throw Mitchell into that backcourt, takes them to another level. They were impressive a year ago. But I, I think for the Knicks fan, it was just sheer disappointment of, here we go again, uh, a guy that wanted to be in New York, um, a guy that you know grew up in this city, wanted the Knicks to draft him. They drafted Frank Nielakina instead of drafting Donovan Mitchell uh, when he was coming out of Louisville. Ends up being a star with the Utah Jazz, still has roots here, runs a basketball camp during the co- course of the summer in Connecticut. You know, you mentioned his dad works for the Mets. Um, you thought it was gonna, it was just too good to be true. And uh, they end up falling short in the pursuit. So, otherwise, it was just disappointing. Mark, obviously, Jalen Brunson isn't uh, Donovan Mitchell, but he's not that bad. Was that deal done before the Donovan Mitchell trade of the Cavaliers happened? Uh, no, no, that was that. That okay. was yeah, that was before. No, no, oh, that oh, was it was. Before. They signed. Yeah, yeah, they signed Jalen Brunson before the Mitchell pursuit. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So. It, it Brunson's, uh, Brunson's a good player. I mean, I don't mean to jump on you, but, I mean, Jason yep. Brunson, the Knicks have been looking for a point guard for a long, long time. Um, and they haven't really had great point guard play. And as you guys know about anybody, if you don't have good point guard play or point forward, however way you orchestrate your team to get yourself in and out of the offense, um, you know, you're not really not going anywhere. And Jalen Brunson, 
even though people at the time thought that the Knicks gave him too much money. You know, his dad is now an assistant under Thibodeau on the staff. You know, he grew up a Knicks fan. This is kind of where everyone thought Jalen Brunson, when he left the Dallas Mavericks, was going to end up in New York. And he is a massive upgrade. Even though he doesn't have, you know, prototypical, he's not 6'4", 6'5", He's a massive upgrade to what the Knicks have rolled out there on a consistent basis at point guard. Okay. Mark Malouche is our guest talking Knicks basketball. Cavs will play them Sunday. Cavs and the Celtics tonight in Boston. The Knicks come to Cleveland on Sunday, 6 o'clock here uh, on WHBC. But I'm looking at the stats right now, Mark. Uh, Randall, 20 points per game. Brunson, 20 and 8 assists per game. And Barrett averaging 18 points per game. So that's a nice 1-2-3 punch. Do they feel that with that punch uh, they can be a legitimate playoff contending team? Or do they feel because they didn't get Mitchell, they're still missing one? Yeah, I I think they're... I think they're a, a, for the playing tournament in the Eastern Conference. I think it would be a massive disappointment if they're not a seven, eight, or nine, or a ten in the Eastern Conference. Um, I, I think that's the way they look at it. As long as everyone stays healthy, last year was a disastrous year for Julius Randle on the court and off of it. You know, guys dispatched with the fans. You know, all the pressure on him. He was. I couldn't tell you, for a guy to go from he was king of New York City to a guy that Nick fans were clamoring to get rid of this offseason, uh, it was a massive you know, 180 for Julius Randle in the span of you know, 8, 9, 10 months. So Randle this year, now the pressure's off of him um, because now he's got a point guard in Brunson that's going to not only be a facilitator, but he's also going to take some of the offensive burden on him. They signed R.J. Barrett to a long-term deal, and even though Barrett struggles from shooting from the outside, you know he's a willing defender, takes great pride in that, which is you know what Tom Thibodeau wants in his players, and he can finish at the rim. So you know R.J. Barrett, even though he might he is not in the class of John ja Morant or Zion Williamson who were drafted ahead of him, as the Knicks had that third overall pick that draft, um, he has still shown himself to be a, a real player of quality here in New York. So I think to be a playoff contender, I, I think if the Knicks stay healthy and some of these younger guys like Grimes and Mitchell Robinson continue to develop, and that means they get playing time from Tom Thibodeau, um, I think those guys, I think they should be a playoff contender in the Eastern Conference, which is you know a pretty loaded conference right now. I think it would be a disappointment if this team did not. Now, health always plays a factor in it. Now, that's, that's one level. Now, getting to the championship level, they're not close to being a, you know, that caliber of team. Mark, I want to ask you about the pecking order in New York because, you know, in Cleveland, we understand the fact that it's always going to be a football town with the exception of this guy, number 23, LeBron James. I'm sure you heard of him. But right yeah, now you've got the Jets in second place. You've got the Giants in second place. They're playing pretty good football. Mets won over 100 games. Yankees, we all know what they did. And uh, Aaron Judge, notwithstanding, we won't talk about that just yet. But what's the pecking order? And I can't talk about the hockey team. Don't know much about it. But the, the pecking order, because the Knicks haven't been that successful as of the last, what, 10, 20 years? So what's the pecking order in New York City right now, professional sports-wise? Yeah, I think if you run through it, you know, uh, I, I think baseball, I think it runs baseball, football, basketball, and then hockey, um, if you're asking. And, and, you know, I think baseball is still the, the most popular sport in the tri-state area. Football's right there, the Jets and the Giants. But as you just met, I mean, the, the Giant fan has been beaten down and embarrassed uh, for the last six mm-hmm. years, seven years. Yep. Uh, you know, the Jets have not been, you know, relevant really. Um, and and there there were expectations coming into this season. So 
you know, football, as we all know, is king, right? I mean, football is the most popular sport in the country. You know, in, in the New York tri-state area, I, I still think baseball um, and the Mets and the Yankees, um, you know, are, are right there with them, with the Jets and the Giants. Now, if you're going to ask me, in this city, who's more popular, the Knicks or the Nets, it's not even close. The Nets are more of a, you know, I've said this before, the Nets are more of a national story. If you walk around Manhattan, uh, outside of, right outside the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, one of the five boroughs, the Knicks are, are, it's not even close. The Knicks are by far the most popular, or the more popular basketball team uh, in New York. Wow, interesting stuff, man. you got so many teams to pick from. Uh, it's Cavaliers, uh, Guardians, and Browns, and the Browns. It's a, a football first town no matter what, even when LeBron was here, right? He, we'd still be talking Browns no matter whether they're winning or losing. So what would happen if Brooklyn somehow, some way, Mark, okay, somehow, some way, they figured out this soap opera, right? Uh, and Durant played the, the level of his talent. Kyrie Irving isn't burning incense uh, and uh, walking on a flat world, uh, and he plays to the level uh, of his talent. And every, What would happen if Brooklyn would go to the NBA Finals and the Knicks wouldn't make the playoffs? Uh, would there be uh, upheaval in New York? Would people be pissed? Uh, how would they respond to something like that? Well, yeah, I think they would because I, I, well, I think Knicks fans would be bothered by it because I think they like rooting against the Brooklyn Nets because they thought when Durant and Kyrie originally signed with Brooklyn and left, you know, Boston and, well, left Golden respectively that they were going to, for a large stretch there, that they were going to sign with the Knicks. I, I think the Knicks fan would be bothered by it, but would that shift the popularity in the city? It would not. I mean, I, okay. listen, the Brooklyn Nets, I mean, they came over from Jersey because nobody was watching their games in Jersey, and they were giving tickets away, and, you know, they were a bad franchise. And, you know, they are clearly, you look at it in that borough in Brooklyn, you know, they are an unbelievable collection of talent when you look at Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and, and, and Ben Simmons now, right? But um, in this area, if, you know, when you grew up watching basketball, uh, you watch the Knicks. Um, that's for the majority of fans that I know. Uh, that's how I, you know, became a Knicks fan. My, you know, my the first playoff game I ever went to, my mom scalped tickets late '80s Knicks Celtics uh, to a playoff game outside Madison Square Garden because I got straight A's in school. So, like I, you know, growing up watching, you know, Patrick Ewing and and Oakley and well, even before that, Rick Pitino when he came over from Providence. So. You know, that's the, the Knicks are the city's team. Um, and it would have to take a long duration of net success, um, not just one championship, um, and the Knicks continuing to be futile, as you mentioned, that they've been for the last 10 or 20 years and more of an embarrassment than anything else for anything to kind of have that kind of a mo- monumental shift in fandom in this area. Mark Malusius is our guest, sports anchor, PIX11 in New York, also a host on the Better Sports Network. Mark, we talk about the Browns and why they suck so bad, and it starts with ownership all the way back uh, to when Al Lerner, uh, you know, helped Art Modell move the team to Baltimore and then swooped in and bought the team. He sold it, uh, and now, uh, you know, Jimmy Haslam sucks as the owner. Is that why the Knicks suck so bad? Is it about ownership there uh, in New York with the Knicks? Um, well, I think everyone looks at the bull, and listen, I think there's a myriad of different reasons, right? I think if, you know, in, in sports talk radio, you look at things and you say, well, what are the reasons to blame? And you're going to say, well, 
you know, the fish as the evolution goes, right? The fish, the fish stinks from the head down. So everyone's going to look at Dolan for the Knicks and say, does he deserve all a fair amount of the blame? Well, yeah. Uh, you know, it's he owns the team, right? It's under his stewardship. Is there? Has he made bad hirings like Isaiah Thomas and and others? I mean, the Phil Jackson who wanted no part of the job and wanted uh, basically was lazy and and looked at it as a money grab. Did he run the the organization into it? No question. Did the the reputation of of Dolan hurt him? Yes, because I mean, Steve Carr. Uh, you know, everyone thought Steve Carr was going to be the Knicks head coach, and ends up. You know, he didn't get what exactly what he wanted, and Dolan pushed back, and he ends up in Golden State. So. Yeah, I think you can look at Dolan, and and he deserves a fair amount of the blame. However, some of the other basketball decisions that have been made, who have been, who have they invested in, the draft choices that they've made, um, have also led to to their demise too. But yeah, I mean, if you own a team and that team continues to fail, um, how does the owner not deserve blame? How's his band doing? Is it a big hit in New York? <laughs> No, no, I, 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 you know, honestly, after COVID, I mean, I know he, they used to play at BB Kings in the city, and they used to do things. I, I have no idea if James Dolan is continuing to, to tour and everything like that. I know everything is eased up as of the, now, but used to hear about him in the city from time to time that his band was going to be playing. I've not heard anything about Dolan's band in a while. Let me get back no. to some basketball here, fellas. Okay, go Real ahead, quick. Huh? Uh, Mark, I was looking at the Bleacher Report ratings. Power rankings came out today earlier. Nets at 19, Knicks at 18. Obviously, we're talking about the, guard, uh, the, uh, the Cavaliers taking on the Knicks on Sunday. We've got Darius Garland. Uh, he may not, may or may not play. We don't know. Nasty cut in his eyelid uh, opening night against Toronto. I don't think he's going to play Sunday. We'll we'll find out. But my point is this. You look at the Cavaliers team, a young team, and I believe they're ranked right around 14 or so, and it's not surprising. Mitchell, Garland, Allen, Mobley, all destined and probably going to be all-stars. Who on this Knicks team might be an all-star or worthy of all-star consideration? I know it's early, but who are you pointing at? Brunson would be a guy that I think could be an all-star. I think if his shooting gets better, I think R.J. Barrett has got all-star potential in him. I I don't think he's a finished product, and I think he runs very, very hot and cold shooting from behind the arc. Julius Randle's already been, um, and and he was also the most improved player a couple years ago, uh, and he's off to an unbelievable start for the Knicks. So as we were talking about, you were run through the points per game. We're looking at Randall Brunson and R.J. Barrett being the three-headed monster. If you're going to look for any of them, you know, to be an all-star, I would probably say the most likely of those three would probably be Brunson. Okay. All right, last thing, and we'll let you go. The matchup Sunday, we're looking forward to it. Uh, both teams, as of right now, 3-1. and one. Are the Knicks 3-1 and one because of who they played, or are the Knicks 3-1 and one because, you know what, they're not a bad basketball team? Yeah, they're not a bad team. You know, we, we mentioned it, you know, talked a little bit about it before. I mean, you look at it, offensive and defensive efficiency right now, I think they're they're ranking the top ten in both of them. And you can look at the schedule and say it is what it is. The Knicks need to get off to a good start. If they were losing to these teams or losing to somebody that should they should beat, they'd be getting knocked around. Um, it looks a lot different. Uh, I will say this. Offensively, it looks a lot different. Having sat through and watched a lot of Nick games where – you don't have guard play. You don't have a guy that can get you into an offensive set, have an understanding where the ball needs to go, and now you have that guy in Brunson. Having Derrick Rose fill the role of, of not having him play 32, 33 minutes a night because you're not going to get the best of Derrick Rose, and you're going to squeeze the lemon if you do that. So 
the Knicks are a good basketball team. Listen, the Cavs are better. Like if if Garland plays in the game, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come on with you and say the Knicks are just as good as Cleveland. No, the Cavaliers are a better basketball team. The Cavaliers have an outside shot of being really dangerous come playoff time and going on a run. Uh, the Knicks right now, it's a baby step here moving forward. You know, they, they were the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference a couple years ago. Last year was a massive disappointment. They addressed a massive need at point guard this offseason, and now they're looking for Randall to get back to being the player he was a couple years ago, the continued growth of R.J. Barrett, and trying to make themselves a playoff team for a head coach in Thibodeau that emphasizes wins. But you know, anything can happen during the regular season in the NBA. You see wonky results all the time. But if you tell me that you know you have a game in which everyone's healthy for Cleveland, everyone's healthy for New York, the Cavs are the Cavs are a significantly better basketball team that have more ways of beating you than the Knicks do. All right, last thing, we'll let you go. We've got about a minute left. So short answer, just your input on this. Uh, the Guardians caught a break when Jose Ramirez elected to take a hometown discount and stay uh, with the with the Guardians, right? So uh, he's locked up. He'll probably finish second or third in the MVP voting. Aaron Judge is going to win the MVP in the American League. Uh, what's your gut telling you about where Aaron Judge ends up this offseason? Yeah, someone asked me last night. I, I I think he ends in up in San Francisco with the Giants. I think he leaves because I I don't know if the Yankees have. Uh, I know it's quick here. I think number one is he wants to get paid and maximize his value. He's in his early thirties. I don't know if the Yankees are going to be there uh, with the best offer on the table. If he's going to take the most money, I think he leaves. Wow, that'll be interesting to see. We hope he leaves, too, and goes to the National League. For whatever reason, he always kills the Guardians, man. He does steal, steal a home that. run. Yeah, he, he takes a home run away from Frankie. He hits a home run, uh, one of his only hits in the series this year, and, and always ends up beating the Guardians. So good riddance to him. Go to San Francisco. Hey, Mark, enjoy the conversation today. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, let's do this again down the road, all right? You guys, thanks for having me on. Have a great weekend, guys. Enjoy the games.